0: Hey folks, it's your pal Tom. You might have noticed that we took a bit of a hiatus for about a month, and uh, as a result of that, this episode, which was in the can at the point when we took a hiatus, never got edited and posted it. But I've edited it, and I'm posting it now. So um, I just wanted to give you a heads up that this episode, even though it's being released on August 4th, was uh, recorded in... (laughs) Uh, early July the 7th I think I think we recorded on the 7th Um, yeah so if you want to go ahead and just kind of imagine it in a sort of sepia tone so it'll be kind of like a flashback and then hopefully we won't be too long before we get something out that more reflects our modern situation in August of 2020. Stay distant. (laughs) Welcome to Social Distance Warriors, which is a podcast about the pandemic and related topics and musings and ruminations. My name is Tom, and I cannot be trusted to provide detailed and specific information about the pandemic or the response to it.
1: Um, My name is Rachel, and wow, that's a lot of information that we tell people (laughs) up front. Um, Don't trust me. We talk about the pandemic, but... We talk about other stuff, too. Mm. Yeah. It's been um, an extra week since we've last recorded. Uh, For me, that was school-related, just an entire week gone to school. Um, But how has life been for you uh, in that time?
0: Um, My first online class of the summer has wrapped up, and I am now starting my second online class of the summer. So um, I think there's a slight lull while this one ramps up, and I assume that I will be very busy at some point again but right now I have at least a short reprieve before things get really intense again. And how about you?
1: Yeah, um, I am very cautiously hopeful for the first time that I will be able to get everything done that I need to get done for uh, the two incompletes that I started taking the courses in January. And I guess now that it's July I don't know, there's been, like, a lot of reminiscing about, like, oh, it's halfway through the year. Mm. How was how your year different now from what you thought it would be in January? But I'm actually hopeful that I will be able to finish these courses, which is a nice feeling. But, uh, yeah, I'm actually writing um, some research papers, which sounds... It's undergraduate, so it doesn't that doesn't mean anything, <laughs> but I'm, like interested in what I'm writing about, which usually is not the case. So I think that helps.
0: That's good. When I was, well, I don't know if it's actually good because when I was an undergrad, I found that the more interested (laughs) I was in what I was writing about, the harder it was because the more motivated I felt to do a good job, which meant that I had to do more work. But maybe that's not the case with you. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, that's traditionally been the case with me, but I've reached a point of like post-burnout, like at least if I go into this, I want to be interested in it, whether or not I succeed, at least I'll have been slightly interested. So I'm like, I'm writing about gender expression in children's cartoons. So like I'm talking about Stevani from Steven Universe and um, a character from another Cartoon Network show. So it's like I am interested and for the first time, I don't think that Like the stress of trying to say everything perfectly, that stress isn't holding me back because I'm just gonna try and see what happens.
0: That's cool. That's a good feeling, I guess.
1: (laughs) It's good. It's good when you've got it. How
0: how has uh, Pokemon Smile been treating you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think Pokemon Smile is going to become like a permanent addition to my life. We have a bit of a rocky relationship because it is very good at getting me to remember to brush my teeth. I think it's like a good way to gamify that, but it's a terrible app because you're supposed to be able to catch pokemon and it watches you brush your teeth, but I'm bad at it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I like tried to look up like how to play the game better and all I could find was a frequently asked question about there's restrictions in place to prevent children from like repeatedly playing the game <laughs> so they don't like overbrush their teeth. So there's no like pro gamer strategies or no way to assist me, uh, and it's very frustrating from a gameplay perspective hmm. but um, I guess I'm brushing my teeth more for what that's worth.
0: Do you have any desire to fill that void?
1: Sorry, what is the void?
0: To create the content that that you wish to see in the world to, you know, you're, you're out there charting new territory. You can leave your <laughs> notes behind on game FAQs to better prepare future generations. That's
1: true. I could start my own uh, walkthrough, but I mean, every day I try another way to uh, show any sort of difference in my actions as to how the game like sees me and every time uh, it makes no difference. Mm. I could document that, I guess.
0: I guess I'm surprised that there's not, like, a wiki out there with all the good strategies. but Yeah, I was... Because I feel like the Pokemon fandom is very into doing that kind of thing. But maybe this is not me- meeting their criteria for <laughs> for a significant Pokemon game because yeah, it's about teeth.
1: I, I was disappointed. There, there were a few, like, sort of novelty. Like, we reviewed this game and played it one time. Uh, but I don't think it's caught on.
0: Hmm. I'm I'm glad it's having at least some kind of positive impact on your <laughs> dental health.
1: What it's done is it's given me an enemy, uh, whereas before uh, brushing my teeth was about like personal guilt, and now I have an external uh, entity to like put that anger towards.
0: That can be quite helpful. One of the habits I've been trying to build during the pandemic is to exercise more because. I've been constantly dealing with the sort of sedentary nature of my current lifestyle. And, you know, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to, like, get up and go out for a walk. But that's just, like, I wouldn't say it's hard to do, but it requires at least some kind of startup effort to do. Like, you have to put shoes on and then go get your mask and then walk out the door. And it's often easier to just not do that or to do like something else that is less taxing, like flop down on the couch and watch something or play a video game or what have you. But one of the ways I've found to make that easier is I recently made a purchase of a piece of exercise equipment, which is like a, a foot pedal style elliptical machine. I think the general use case for it is that like you put it under your desk at work and you pedal away while you're working. Oh, wow. But what I've what I've done with it is I've I've put it in front of my couch, and so whenever I go to sit down on the couch, uh, it's physically in my way, and so uh, it's easier to exercise than it is not to exercise.
1: I didn't know there was like a market for like stealthy office exercise equipment.
0: Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, because you know, so many, so many office workers just sit in one place all day and don't go anywhere, and that generally includes me. But when I was um, commuting to work, I would at the very least like have to walk from the train station. To my office and like leave my house and do things like that whereas now it's very easy for me to go an entire day without leaving this apartment so i mean one thing some people do is like they will have standing desks that have treadmills attached so like you'll be walking while you're doing your work but for for me i think what's i think the uh, elliptical is is working working out pretty well and it wasn't that expensive either nor is it that loud <laughs> But yeah, I've um, I found that like the best way to motivate me to do something is to make it easier than not doing it. <laughs> like to set up the circumstances such that like it's just like in my way. Yeah. L- like the path of least resistance is for me to, you know, spend 25 minutes or whatever on the elliptical as opposed to just like moving it out of the way. Yeah,
1: you've created a problem for yourself, but it's it's a good problem mm. because... you you do the thing you wouldn't do otherwise.
0: Yeah, I think um, this is sometimes called an Odysseus Pact, which is named after Odysseus from the Odyssey. Are you familiar with this concept?
1: I'm familiar with... Odysseus from the Odyssey, but I am not familiar with his pack.
0: Well, there's a part in the Odyssey where he has his crew tie him to the mast so that he doesn't go completely crazy when hearing the song of the sirens. And the general idea is since he knows he's not going to be able to resist the siren song, he makes prior arrangements to place boundaries on his behavior because he knows that he won't be in his right mind later there are various different like forms of of this that that i have tried over the years with regard to like wake up alarms like putting your alarm across the room from you because you know that you're going to be tempted to hit the sneeze button whereas if you go ahead and you know place the alarm while you're fully awake right now and you're in possession of your full faculties and not your groggy half awake just waking up self you you make the decision to 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 arrange things for your future self such that they won't be able to give in to their worst impulses.
1: I definitely know that concept, but I, I've never thought of it that way. I think of it as like, there are times when I feel like I am a non-playable character in a video game and I cannot control what, uh, Rachel is out there doing. So I have to like, basically the same thing but like make the conditions right so that when I uh you know have like lost the Rachel controller uh for the game she'll still end up like basically in the right place and more likely than not do what I would want if I were uh in control
0: yeah it only sometimes works for me yeah I I sometimes underestimate my own ability to deviate from my own plans
1: see for my part like this is a bit of a confession. Like, I, I I, take a lot of walks, and some of those walks um, these days is, like, to get out of the house, and I'll, like, go get a carry-out, like, soda or something, because there are very few options. So it's, like, a cycle to get myself out of the house. But, yeah, sometimes that leads to um, doing what I wanted to do, and sometimes that just leads to, well...
0: I walk. Hmm. Yeah, I um I would like to be more in the habit of going out for walks. It's just that, you know, I spend all of my energy on, you know, work and school, and when it comes time to like, oh, I could go for a walk or I could I could spend about 20 minutes on Animal Crossing or I could, you know, read a book or something, and what usually ends up winning out is one of the options that doesn't involve me having to like put on shoes or whatever. It was actually easier um, before the summertime because now I have gotten into the habit of wearing sandals <laughs> around the house. And if I were going out for a walk, I mean, I could still wear sandals, I guess, but um, I, would, I would want to put on more proper walking shoes. So, so I guess that's uh, that's one one more thing that's in my in my way that I need to come up with some kind of arrangement to, to deal with.
1: You gotta like put the shoes in an inconvenient place. Oh, hold on, I'm. Something's wrong. Okay, I'm back. I'm cooking dinner tomorrow.
0: What are you cooking?
1: Uh that's a that's a decision for tomorrow, Rachel, to make.
0: <laughs> I have I don't know. I've been inconsistent with my cooking. I feel like I've been leaning on takeout more than I probably should. Um, but I'm I, I'm redoubling my efforts this week. I, I did a big grocery run and I want to avoid wasting all that food. I want to actually cook it instead of just letting it rot in my fridge. How was your uh how was your fourth of July holiday?
1: Um, see let me think back oh i um watched some dogs that were not my own so that was that felt like an outing you know uh even though it was just you know my neighbor's dogs but it felt extremely exciting to like do all the normal taking care of uh, a dog things but different dogs uh it felt like a vacation
0: huh i didn't know it worked like that but same thing (laughs) different dog that's
1: like a a cheap uh (laughs) local local destination your neighbor's dogs
0: <laughs> That's good. I didn't I didn't really do much of anything special for the holiday, which is somewhat unusual. Usually I will go to the, the we have a family thing that happens on Cape Cod or something that that I'll go to, but there actually was a family thing on Cape Cod that I didn't go to because I don't approve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That I mean almost that exact same scenario is why I had a dog sitting job. The neighbor was going to see her family on a boat mm. for Fourth of July. It was a popular vacation time.
0: Yeah, I mean the coronavirus is getting worse, not better. So I think people probably shouldn't be doing so much vacation stuff together. But um, they should stay home and watch Hamilton uh, or, or <laughs> what have you. Yeah. Did you watch Hamilton? I did. Hamilton came out on the third on Disney Plus, and I did. I did watch it. And every year on July Fourth, I watched the musical 1776. And both of those are quite long. So I think, you know, fulfilling my obligation to watch both of them was a major, uh, major time commitment on my part, but I'm glad I did.
1: Yeah, I, there's been a lot of, I mean, Hamilton's been out for many years. So I felt a lot of ways. And I was, I was feeling sort of like, not about it on 3rd of July. uh, But my mom was very excited to watch Hamilton. So we, we did. Um, And I was reminded that it does feel like the show was written in a very like different time, but it is still like a really well done musical, and I forgot that. So, uh, the parts I caught, uh, I was reminded like you know lyrically, costumes, everything, acting like there's there they hey, that was a good show.
0: Yeah, it feels very much um a, a show of the Obama era. Yeah, and that's kind of an interesting thing because the the first performance of material from Hamilton was at some White House event back in 2008, or 2009, rather, shortly after Obama was elected. So
1: God, doesn't, um, sorry, that also feels like a very different thing. Like, it was just some event where people came to the White House and were just like, here's what I'm working on, (laughs) and here's a song, you know, like, here's what I'm working on, hope you enjoy it. That just feels like also a very different thing. (laughs) They used to do, like, the comment, they've canceled a, a lot of fun little uh Fun things of government uh, sort of fall away when you know the whole government is crumbling into <laughs> uh, fascism. Like the White
0: House uh, press corps dinner thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Remember, <laughs> remember. Yeah, or just press conferences where they would ask questions and not get yelled at for being uh, journalists.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hamilton ha- occupies a very strange place in in my brain these days. There are there are some pretty major problems that i have with its um its politics in general but i don't know i just i really like it so i was glad to finally get the chance to uh to see it with the original cast some of whom i didn't actually like as much as the cast that i saw when i saw it live
1: oh i think you might have mentioned that you saw it live where where was that was that like broadway or a touring i saw
0: i saw it on tour when it came to the boston opera house so it was one of several touring companies and I know they they named the different touring companies after characters in the show and the one I saw was the Angelica Tour. Uh listeners of this show can go look up who was on the Angelica Tour at the Boston Opera House and speculate <laughs> on who who they think I enjoyed <laughs> better than Be the, jealous about it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the uh original cast. Yeah. But um <laughs> That's what I'm it, it was good to see the original cast. Had you ever seen it live? No. <laughs>
1: that That was a dream, but mm. uh, i I dreamed a dream of time gone by. It did not <laughs> it did not not happen that way. And uh, yeah, it's been quite a time for like looking back, I'm still on Harry Potter. um, you know, looking back at works that I felt a certain way about and that were important to me uh, <laughs> and um, sort of reevaluating my relationship to those works. I did s- sort of a like one of those things, I guess, like a therapist would tell you to do where they tell you to like, if you're really angry at someone, you should write a letter and say all your feelings and then don't send it. But I, I did write a letter to J.K. Rowling and mailed it in the U.S. mail. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, so, you, less, did less
1: so for- you actually sent it to her? <laughs> Yeah, less so for like <laughs> I, I, I'm not like holding out hope that, you know, my my letter is gonna be <laughs> impactful in any way, but um it, it did feel, I guess, cathartic. Like I had some things to say to J.K. Rowling. Um, I have a history of uh when Harry Potter and the Cursed Child was announced that uh she was writing that. I, I um posted an open letter on my college dorm refrigerator to JK Rowling. I didn't mail that one, but, uh, I did tweet it at her. She never responded, but, um, it was, you know, this one was mostly for me. So yeah. (laughs) Mm. Um, I've just been like, it is almost unavoidable like with on online Twitter, especially like the Harry Potter fan community is still something that's important to me. Um, and so some, Fan sites uh, like the Leaky Cauldron and and MuggleNet like formally sort of denounced J.K. Rowling's transphobic stance and that meant a lot but it's also like it's sort of like because she's in it like she's really in that spiral every time people sort of say I don't condone that it's sort of like everything generates again in the online conversation
0: Hmm. Uh, yesterday there was a tweet going around claiming that prior to her, female authors were unheard of. <laughs> did you see that one?
1: I did see that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't think that's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't. When was Harry Potter written? The first, like the 90s. That was the first time they let a woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, publish. That was the uh, the late 90s. And listeners, that's a fact. Don't look that up. That's yeah. True. Don't
0: don't look that up. But also don't. Don't come to this podcast for information. (laughs) How are you feeling about um, the uh, state of reopening in your area?
1: So you know, headlines from the TV news that is always on. The headline yesterday was like, Israel is closing all their bars and gyms. Mm. And the Washington Post uh, headline for us is, uh, Virginia moves into phase three. And, you know, they're opening all the rec centers and um, you can have large gatherings up to, you know, section section number. Um, I have been sort of more internal, like, personally focused on school stuff so I don't know what our cases really look like day to day so I believe they're going down but I also believe based on like literally every other place that has done this is when you reopen all these businesses and let people gather together then your cases will go right back up. We're not as bad as other states but we could also be doing better.
0: Yeah, right now I think the count of new daily cases in Massachusetts, where I am, is relatively flat. Uh, As of a few days ago, I think it was going down. The New York Times has a relatively helpful sort of interactive feature where you can view all kinds of different, you know, things by state and whatnot. It has like a list of where cases are going up and where they're mostly the same and where they're decreasing. And right now, they're only decreasing. They're only listed as decreasing in Washington D.C. and New Hampshire, and they're listed as going up in the vast majority of places. So,
1: wow. Okay. Wow. That that does deserve a wow.
0: They're flat in Virginia <laughs> and in Massachusetts, and Rhode Island, and Minnesota and New York and Maryland. But
1: yeah, this feels. I don't know. I have no words. I have no words. It just sometimes I feel like it's use. It just hits me like, you know, all of those cases are people. And, you know, there, there are things that other governments are doing that mean they have less cases. And there are things that we could be doing that we're not every once in a while. That just that just hits.
0: Yeah, it seems that the count of deaths is not increasing at the same or at a similar rate. And I don't really know what the full story behind that is. But yeah, I, I know the the cases are going up, but deaths, I think, are flat.
1: Yeah, the other thing, uh, a lot of people in my family are teachers. So schools are sort of announcing or getting closer to uh, announcing like what they're planning for the fall again. I mean, everyone's going to be doing that until it's literally the fall. But for colleges harvard did like their big announcement that they were moving to online only fall semester then i don't know was it in response or whatever there's issues now with international students that are going to have their visas in question if they're attending colleges that don't have in-person classes
0: yeah yeah it's
1: just a big mess um, and my college, uh, where I'm taking my online courses, they, they sort of released their, like, full, you know, 40-page, if we're going to open, and we will, uh, here's how it's going to look like big plan yeah we
0: we've we've got a pretty well thought out plan on my campus about what's gonna happen when we reopen assuming we reopen but it just seems to me that i don't know there's on on the one hand that's coming very soon and they're right to like prepare for it but on the other hand so much can happen between now and then uh and if there was anyone who thought that like this was gonna go away over the summer then they're finding out that that's not true yeah
1: yeah that was I, like, I remember, but, it, you know, it seems so, like, what a naive and innocent time talking to school administrators planning for this and saying, like, oh, we expect, like, a second wave to hit in the winter, so that's why, you know, we're planning on reducing the weeks students will be in school and, you know, holidays, but it's only, like, going to be in a very few places where they're, I don't know, there's, like, continuous waves. It didn't, it didn't go down in the summer, like, you
0: know, people imagine. Mm, yeah. I've got that New York Times interactive coronavirus in the U.S. thing open, and it's just real depressing to look at the curve of um, of cases, which it's like a big spike up from March through to April, and then it kind of sustains from April into early May, and then it sort of gradually, gently drifts downward into mid-June, and then pretty suddenly it has a sharp increase to much higher than it was before. We, we could be, we could be deal- dealing with this a lot better than we are. Um, but that doesn't seem likely to happen. Cherry thoughts. <laughs> yeah. do, do you have any action items you'd like to, you'd like to put, put out there?
1: I do have an action item. If there were action items last time, I don't, I didn't do them. So well, the only outstanding. Was brushing my teeth one of them? I did that.
0: I don't know if that was, but I know that, I know <laughs> that, I think that was an action item from the previous week, but you've, it sounds like you've continued to. To live up to that, <laughs> yeah. but am
1: yeah. still, still on that one. Also,
0: one of the action items that was outstanding was to watch Watchmen, which I know you had already done. So um,
1: I have not, I have not um, watched any of the Brian Johnson uh, <laughs> movies in the past two weeks.
0: Well, I've I've moved on from them. I've never seen them all, so
1: <laughs> yeah. Between between the both of us, we're, uh, we'll get through all those action items sooner or later.
0: Yeah, but you said you have one, so
1: I do. I do have one, so homestuck is just look it's gonna be also a like significant work in my life now so i was doing this technique before i read homestuck but um it does have similarities to how um this is my terrible where i admit i don't know how to say troll names um not teresi uh risca's like strife specubus specubus like where it's like a a D and D like you roll dice to decide Oh yeah your, yeah, your weapon. So like when I find it very hard to like make a decision and it can be a very like, you know, do I want to take a walk or do I want to like watch a movie? Um, but sometimes it's more than just two things. Um, I will open up the uh, dice app on my phone and like roll a dice assigning, you know, an outcome to each of those numbers and then, well, the dice told me to do this. So um, unless I feel like significantly like I want to rebel against that, I will let the dice decide my fate. Um, So (laughs) I guess my action item is a bit of like a passive action item, but uh, make a decision, but uh, let the dice uh, decide your fate for at least one decision this week.
0: Hmm. Let the dice decide.
1: Let the dice decide.
0: Is there a particular dice mechanic you'd like people to use? Uh, You mean like... like particular set of dice or like roll 2d6 if you, have,
1: or... <laughs> if you wanna yeah if you wanna um you have like proper monopoly dice for a true gamer uh that you carry around with you or dnd dice use those but i have um <laughs> an app that i don't know the name of but it, it like has uh d2 8 uh 40 you know it has like huge insane numbers that I don't think you could get anywhere else. It's called uh crit dice mm. is the app. Um so that's what I use. That's what I recommend. But
0: but is there like a particular set of dice like
1: <laughs> D8 or it just it is just like however many things are paralyzing you in that moment. If it's, you know, two things, do a D two. If it's one hundred things, do a D one hundred. And, you know, assign a number to all of them.
0: I sometimes think of um, think of actions I take in terms of the dice system from the role playing game Blades in the dark. Specifically, like one of the things that I will sometimes think is like you can uh, you can take too stress to to avoid a, a consequence or like to, to push yourself for a better role or to like do various different things in that system. So I'm like, OK, I'll just take too stress to do that. But I better watch out and make sure that I don't max out my stress bar, because if I do, then there are consequences. Well,
1: yeah, you know, you've engaged in like proper sort <laughs> of uh, <laughs> strife mechanics. Uh. There are very little consequences to the way I rolled the dice. Maybe there should be. I don't know. Maybe I should have more consequences. (laughs) Mm,
0: Yeah. In Dungeons & Dragons, you just, like, uh, roll a die, and if you reach a certain number, you succeed, and if you don't reach that number, then you just don't succeed. Whereas there are other role-playing game systems where, like, if you roll roll 2d6, and if you roll, uh, like, on a 1 to 6, then bad stuff happens to you. (laughs) Whereas if you roll... um, like a seven to nine it's a mixed success and then if you're all 10 plus it's a it's an outright success or whatever but you know what i think uh people can determine what dice mechanics work for them
1: yeah if i don't know you feel you feel like you're living on too easy of a (laughs) time right now you can you can up your difficulty uh but i'm just gonna be over here on (laughs) beginner mode i don't
0: think i have an action item for this week i think that's a good enough one um for all of us and Fairly easy to implement it because you can use it for any kind of decision. So yeah,
1: just don't like don't kill someone and say the dice told you to.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely don't. Um,
1: that's that's my one. <laughs> uh, the dice are not always right.
0: Yeah, you should use it to choose between options that are morally justifiable.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so I think that's I think that's about it.
1: Uh, so as we end every episode, um, go ahead and stay distant.
0: And go the distance.